When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Penn State fans, it's time for yet another, yes, that's right, I said another edition of the Blue White Breakdown, Penn Lies. Penn State football podcast. You know what that means. That means David Jones is here with us uh, from his remote location in Downingtown. I've already seen his dog, Kaiser. I've been alerted to the fact that he's a little bit wound up today. So if you guys hear some weird sounds coming from Dave's uh, microphone, nah, he's okay. it's he's, probably he's, just Dave anyway. I'm I Bob think... Flounders, and uh, we're here to talk about the matchup, the matchup Penn State, Ball State, uh, and what we think is going to happen, some of the matchups, some of the questions that need to be answered. Um, sorry for the long intro, but we'll turn it over to Dave Jones. How are you? I think uh, your comforting voice has calmed down, Kaiser. He's lying quietly now yeah. next to me. Big so dogs good. and women, Dave. That's what I do. Big dogs and women. I calm them all down. I thought it was dogs and big women. <laughs> I'm going to let that go. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to be the bigger Ooh. man. And we're gonna, we're gonna move this. We're when, gonna move this when, pot. I'm gonna get you back at some point. Uh, you know what I, made that? I'm, you know what I'm, made I'm, that funny, Bob? Is timing. Timing. <laughs> uh, that's hard to transition away from that last comment, but I'm gonna try. Dave, it is. Uh, it's week two. It's Ball State week. We talked a little bit earlier in the week about James Franklin's Tuesday news conference. Now we can get more specific about the game, some of the matchups. As we, uh, as we tape this, either if you're either watching it or listening to it, uh, Penn State opened as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. I saw it as high as 22 or 22-and-a-half. I think the over has moved up. Um, it was somewhere, I think, in the low 50s. I think it might be in the mid-50s now. Uh, I, I don't know, Dave. You're the weather guy. I think it's going to be a nice day Saturday. 3.30 kick on FS1. First Beaver Stadium home game, Dave. I think since November of 2019. Actually, I I, for have fans. Not I meant for fans. I have not looked at the weather, which is an upset for me at this point in the week. Yeah. I have not, so I don't even know. Um, I was thinking about this. Now, who do you need to to game plan a game against a MAC team? I mean, there there are people who know about the MAC, and who are these people? You mean, are you talking about an independent advisor or what are you talking about? Somebody, Somebody who can tell you about Ball State, for God's sakes. I oh, mean, oh, you need Phil, you need Phil Steele. No, well, I'm looking at Phil Steele, but what you need is a degenerate gambler. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Because hey, those... too, too bad we can't get Pickle on this podcast. <laughs> he hasn't wired already. He picked, Penn or, State, he picked Penn State to win the game last week. Or any of, any of about 40 of your friends. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the games that these they, they, they're always on Tuesday or Wednesday night, uh, Thursday night before they get the uh, NFL game rolling. 
And those are the guys who know about these teams. I'm not going to pretend that I've watched a lot of ball state football. I haven't watched right. any. I have I don't think I've seen a ball state game uh, since I was covering the Mac in 1984, which was my very first college football coverage season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Muncie and I haven't been back. <laughs> Where was, is that? Just where are we in, talking about? Oh my God! It's, it, let me just—I uh, don't—it's it, the end of the earth. That's what it is. Uh, hmm. I actually went there for a basketball game. You remember? Remember a basketball? You—you you probably don't remember this guy. This guy's this guy's name was Dan Palambizio. I do not. I would remember a name like that. Uh, yeah. Well, he was a high-scoring. I mean, nationally ranked high-scoring, uh, kind of a winger. Uh, kind of a, the kind of guy who is too big to be sitting out on the arc, the kind of guy you hate when you play with him because he's just a black hole. The ball goes in but never comes out. One of those guys. Yeah, he was a, he was a volume. It's like you would pick up basketball, Dave. Yes, 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 exactly. Right. And you want him to just go inside and dominate because he's six six. But no, he's got to shoot jumpers. One of those guys. And he was a volume scorer for the Ball State Cardinals. And I went in there uh, covering. The Ohio Bobcats, coached by Danny Nee, and that was my only my only trip ever to Muncie in 1985. Dan Palambizio, did I, did I hear that? Dan right? that might be time, the first Dan Palambizio reference in Pennsylvania podcast. Every time, history. every time he scored, the PA guy was he was before his time. He was like the guy with the at yep. Chicago Stadium with the early. Bulls who started this trend toward Dan Palambizio every every time and Ball State won the game and uh they were in first place in the MAC for a little while but uh then Dan went about 10 for 49 in his next uh game and that was the end of them uh, I, think I don't we think we did a little too much on end, I think we did a little too much on Palambizio yeah probably probably uh but but I have tried to book up. You have too. I saw that you're Justin Hall reference, correct? Yeah. Um, and in your little preview, uh, you know, I, I have I, I have one thing I can depend on in this team's history, and that's that they beat a pretty good, a, a always well coached Buffalo team last year as a 14 point dog in the MAC championship game. Yeah. And the reason I know that's valuable is it was Lance Leipold's last game as the Buffalo coach. He's now at Kansas, which I think is an incredible hire for Kansas. Because that guy, he's not very interesting to listen to. He's just one of those, one of those head down pluggers. And you watch, Kansas is going to start winning some games, maybe not this year, but next year and the year after, there'll be a slow build with those guys he could be like the bill snyder uh was at kansas state anyway ball state beat these guys as 13 14 14 point dogs let me see 13 point dogs in the mac championship game and then they went out to uh got their first bowl win uh beat up uh san jose state uh dick for old alma mater um (laughs) and ended up uh number 23 in the country yeah, uh, that's that's a considerable team. They were seven and one. That was their first bowl win ever. And out of out of nowhere, kind of out of ashes, Mike New has built a pretty good team. And yeah. this this can they're it, all it, back. They're all State, back. Dave. Yeah. Penn State's got to be able to to be ready to play. Yeah. Or this. Do you remember the Buffalo game with Leipold a couple of years ago where the. Yeah. It was close for about a half. 
Yeah, it was very close for a half. I think it was tied at the half, wasn't it? And, and it might have been. They might have been ahead. Or, uh, yeah, the Penn State yeah. fans booed booed the Garrett lines Patterson off. now with the Redskins. Sure. Yeah, booed the lines off the field at halftime, and then I think Penn State won forty-five to thirteen. Yeah, it could be something like that. I mean, there's really no reason yeah. that Penn State shouldn't be able to con- right. control scrimmage on offense. Yeah. They bar- they barely got a sweat up in right. Madison. Uh, I think the ticket here is a boring ball control running game yeah. that consumes as many minutes as Wisconsin consumed in Madison and gives that defense a rest because they just went through that crucible against Wisconsin. And now they're going to have to go through another one next week against Auburn. They need a rest. They need, they need to play about 17 minutes, the defense yeah. this week. Dave, I, I think that in theory you are dead on, but this number just keeps jumping out at me, 367. That was the amount of passing yards that Ball State gave up last week right. to Western Illinois. And if you're Mike Yersich and you're looking at the tape of that game and you have Jahan Dotson and you have Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith looked pretty good last week, and you have an offensive line that I think you feel pretty better about pass protection this week. If you're Mike Yersich, I think I think you try and maybe throw the ball early and run the ball if you can get control of the game because it looks like there are plays to be had. It's hard to it's hard to give up that many yards. They had one I think they had one receiver go for over 230 yards. So I don't know what I don't know what the game plan is for them to stop Jahan Dotson, but it looks like this Penn State should have if they want to throw the ball, they should be able to throw the ball down the field on these guys as well. Yeah, if Western Illinois can do that. Um, yeah. By the way, who went to Western Illinois? Got two two big names. Well, I think Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois. Yeah, it's not Southern Tony Romo. Tony, two, two big names. Went Western there. Illinois. Yes. Give up. Is it, is it the sport of football? Yes. Is it recent? Barely. Yeah, yeah. One of them is very recent. Just John Brockington. No, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. <laughs> That was so random and hard. Harry Metcalf. <laughs> uh, 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 Brian Cox. Oh, yeah. And Rodney Harris. Ooh, two, two really nasty defensive players. Yes. yes Played a long yes. time in the league. So I, I, don't think, uh, right. I don't think I don't think we have any guys like that on this defense, apparently. I, I don't. I don't. What are some well, of the questions? Well, this is, that was, that was, that was Western Illinois. questions going into the game. Like, what do you, what do you want to see from Penn State? And I was going to talk after you tell me I, there's to me, I was just trying to think over the years, over the years, regardless, whether if it was out of conference or in conference, what are like the two or three things that always give Penn State's defense trouble? I'll, I'll let you marinate on that. But what are some of the I have a couple thoughts. But what what do you what are some of the questions um, for you in this game? The thing that always gives any team that's physically. Uh, superior sometimes trouble is a running quarterback. Um, I don't know that Drew Plitt is necessarily that. Right. He's a mobile quarterback, maybe not a running quarterback. Right. He's, they're, they're not necessarily – because it gives you a hat on a hat if, if you have a running quarterback and it gives you a chance yeah. to succeed. Uh, the other thing is uh, normally Penn State doesn't – we've gone through a few years here where Penn State did not have a secondary this good. Yeah. Uh, where they didn't really have what you would call a shutdown corner. Man, I think they've got a couple of them this year, don't you? Yeah. Amani, or, Amani was kind of like that, 
but maybe not quite as good as these two. Amani Arowarie. Yeah. Well, uh, these two are really, really good. Yes. And plus, I, I noticed something about Brisker. Um, yeah. That even I did. You go back and watch the uh, the video. Yeah. Joel Klatt and and Gus missed who got that tackle uh, to say. You remember the, the what would have been a thirty three yard touchdown run. Where, where Ches Malou oh, that was so that wasn't on that the late drive you're talking about earlier in the game earlier in the game yeah, yeah. remember when Ches Malusi just yes. needed to, to get one more step yes. and he was yep. barely tripped up yep they thought Ellis Brooks made the tackle and and he was working to get over there he was being held yeah but he was not the one who made the tackle was, was Jaquan, it Jair Jaquan Brisker saved that touchdown so on top of everything else he did yeah, he made he and he barely got just he had to dive to get yeah. just an arm on Malusi's shin or he right. is out to shoot. And that is absolutely a touchdown. There's yeah. I mean, there's no there was nobody in front of him. I, you, you couldn't really see on TV, but we saw live and the whole crowd went, ooh, yeah. And, and that was that was, again, brisker for all the other things he did going in and out of the game three times. Uh, the plays at the end, um, he had a hell of a game. So yeah, some, all, all considered, this secondary is really impressive yeah. so far. A couple things about Brisker. Obviously, it's his ability to anticipate plays because he, he on the on the he interception on the fourth yeah. down, he came from across the field to sniff that out, that little yeah. stick nod. Um, his range, his ability to hit, his ability to run, uh, his ability to tackle solidly. But um, on the other side of the ledger, Dave, he's already kind of beat up. Um, you mentioned the fact he left the game three times. He was riding the bicycle. You saw it. You pointed it out to me on the sideline a couple of times after he left the game. But after the game, he had, I think, a giant harness or an ice pack. I think it was on his left shoulder. Um, and I, the only reason I bring that up is, you know, when you get a little dinged up early in a Big Ten season, that has a way of catching up to you once you start you know, knocking heads with some of the more physical teams yes. in the conference. Auburn's coming up in a couple of weeks. I hope whatever was ailing Jaquan is something that could kind of go away. But you just wonder, man, he, he was he it was really an incredible performance, not only talent wise, but the resolve that he showed and the grit that he showed. I just hope that it's not the, these issues are not going to surface, you know, on a regular basis well there's different reasons that you're on the bike sometimes there's yeah. there's cramps sometimes you just want to keep warm until you, you feel like you can go back in i think this was the latter the first time he went out three different times yeah uh, i did see them playing around with his calf so on one of those occasions so i asked him if he had cramps but i don't really uh, the first time he went out he put his body in front of right. Uh, I, I guess it, I'm not sure if it was Malusi or the other kid number yeah. 30, Guerrero but, or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, he got slammed, man. That was might a, have been an upper really, body. Yeah, that was a really tough hit, and yeah, he's fearless. Uh, so I think you're right, and they need that defense to get as much rest as possible. That's why I don't think it's wise to start putting the ball up, no matter how vulnerable this secondary or the back seven is. They need minutes out of that offense. Long, boring drives, dominate the ball. Yeah. I would almost onside kick and try to get it back <laughs> to see if, the, if, the, if this defense can play about nine minutes. That would be optimal. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and Dave, I just, think, I just think you want to score as quickly as possible. And then 
when you kind of have the lead, then you do what you just said. Well, you I want to see lead first. I want to see balance out of the offense anyway. Yeah. And this should be an opportunity, at least for the offense. Welcome to Cure Relief, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. To gain that balance, gain experience and confidence in different parts of the office. Yeah. Because you need balance to win any game. Why not yeah. work on balance all the time? I think that's that's probably yeah. Yeah. The, the whole the whole yeah the, the, for this for this game. That's the object. Yeah. So uh, to circle back to what I said earlier, the things that have really hurt Penn State's defense uh, since James has been there and Brent Pry. You mentioned one of them. It's not. It, it, he doesn't have to be a running quarterback. He's got to be a mobile quarterback who's accurate and can extend plays maybe without not getting up the field, but buying time for guys to get open. It's the combination of that. Plus you have to have some receivers that are a little bit dangerous. If, if when Penn state has to deal with that, you know, they're usually pretty good against the run when they have to deal with like extended time and plays down the field. You look at last year, Indiana and Michael Penix, when the defense got tired, Justin Field and what he did in week two with Alave and Garrett Wilson, he didn't run the ball down the field a lot, but he extended a lot of plays. And then even, Dave, even in week three, Talia, Tag, I always mess his name up, Top, the Maryland quarterback, yeah. and <laughs> Jarrett, the, he, he didn't run a lot, but he was kind of getting out of trouble and Jarrett killed them. So those two things combined always give Penn State trouble. They give everyone trouble, right? But I don't know that Ball State can do that on offense. I saw that in their first game, it was more about their running game that was kind of what allowed them to separate from Western Illinois. Maybe they held some things back. But if they're gonna, if they think they're gonna line up and just run the ball against Penn State's front seven, I think it could be a pretty long day for the visitors. Yeah, um, you never know what a team's attitude is going to be uh, from a little school like this until you see them. Yeah. And sometimes they're a little bit apprehensive. Um, sometimes they just do know they've got a low gas factor, which is give a, you know what? Yeah. Um, and that's great. I mean, I remember seeing Appalachian state at Michigan when they won. Do you remember that little quarterback? I can't remember yeah. his name, but he just did not care. Right. And if ball state comes in with that kind of attitude, look out because I don't care what James Franklin or the rest of the coaches say. They know they just went through Wisconsin and they yeah. know they're going through Auburn next week. They want this to be yeah. a little bit of a siesta. And yep. if, it, if, it's, if they go in with that kind of attitude and Ball State has the attitude I described, it's just, that's just the way football is. It's, it's a game of emotion and, and connectivity to each other. And if you're not quite there – Man, it's a it's a big drop down. So yeah. it, it, this this is a potential trap game. It just yep. is, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah, I I would agree with that, Dave. The guys that I we, we always do something for Penn Live where when we make our pick, we kind of have a, a category that's you know the player on the spot. Like and you know we we do some other things. 
To me, it's five players on the spot. It's yeah, mine line. too. Mine too. Yeah. The offensive line this week. That's um, what I picked. That's yes, who I picked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They had a huge task ahead of them last week against Wisconsin. And yes, I think the crowd noise got to them a little bit early. They did adjust, but there's two, there's two positions in particular that I'll be watching. Obviously left guard is one because I think that Eric Wilson is going to be the starter this week. And you know, I thought I thought that, uh, you know, Rashid Walker didn't play as bad as pe- some people thought he did. Uh, they gave up that pressure early, but that was a stunt that he passed the guy off. And uh, I, it might have been Wiggins. Somebody let that guy free through the middle of the field. The guy that I thought struggled was Caden Wallace at right tackle. I thought there were some times he just got beat. And I, I think he's he's a guy that they really like. I, I'm going to be watching Wallace. And I'm going to be watching uh, Wilson this week. But those five guys, if you want to, if you want to run the ball, if you want to make life easier uh, for the passing game, if you want to control the clock and you want to keep your defense off the field, you got to get a big step forward from that offensive line. I think there's no question they're going to have a, a size and athleticism advantage up front. And at some point, they're, you're right, they're going to have to string together. I know they want to score points. I know they want to get big plays. But at some point, they're going to have to string together some drives chew the clock and make life a lot easier for a defense that I, they still have to be tired from what happened in camera. Yeah. And it's, it's not just the defense. This is like getting um, a pitcher work in the minors or getting a boxer uh, work and carrying a fighter into later rounds against a, a sub, a subpar opponent in between big fights. A tomato can. Huh? A tomato like can. A, yeah, well, well can. I'm not calling Ball State a tomato can. I know, but, I know. But they're, they're physically inferior for a reason. They got recruited by Mac schools on the line for a reason. There's the biggest difference between primo programs and, and group of five programs is always on the line. I mean, uh, think about the Memphis team that we saw in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I mean, their skill players could go with anybody. They could have played with anybody yeah. In the country. And I I told you that before the game, I said, these guys are going to score points, but what they couldn't stand up to when, when Penn state quit screwing around on offense and just started running, running the ball. I mean, that's Memphis, let alone ball state. I mean, that's, that's an American athletic conference program, which among the group of five is the best, is the best league. They couldn't begin to stand up to the, to, to those, to even Penn state's offensive line which yeah. was, was not like necessarily one of the better ones in 2019, yeah. even in the Big Ten. But that's the difference between Power Five and Group of Five programs. They need to get work for all facets of the offense. Uh, these guys need to get work and confidence just as much as the defense needs rest. So for, for all of those reasons, I say the more snaps, the better for Penn State's offense from beginning to end. They need work. And they need time to mesh and get everyone up to speed because they were only, only on the field 17 minutes in Madison. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is some serious Penn State football talk here on the Blue Boy Breakdown, Penn Live's Penn State football podcast. He's Dave Jones. He just took a big gulp of coffee, I believe. I think it was coffee. Hopefully yeah. it wasn't gin, Dave. It's a little too early for that. I'm Bob Flounders. It was a coffee mug, but you could put a lot of different stuff in your coffee mug and I won't get into all that. I know. Well, you, I, I, I like Vicodin. We were, um, we were, you and Brett Favre both. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, no, that was, you remember, you remember, did you ever see the Martian? 
Yeah. The movie, the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, remember when he doesn't have anything left except for his stupid potatoes, and he he has no ketchup. I know. And he's going. I'm going to put this in some crushed Vicodin, and there's nobody that can stop me. <laughs> Is that Matt Damon? Yeah. It's yeah. A, a really good book too on Facebook friends with the uh, author, uh, yep. and, uh, uh, who's who's a, a former uh, a gearhead and engineer who actually wrote his first books, terrific book. Speaking of Matt Damon, Dave, what do you think of Noah Kane? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Good transition. What a, what a, it's a little I like the way you did that. I, I like to, like to kind of compare current Penn State players to former Penn State players. I still don't have a comparison for him. He's been, you know, we've only seen him for stretches at a time. We haven't really seen him for a full season. His second half, I thought, was very impressive against I, Wisconsin. I, I, I told you my comparison before. I told you a couple of years ago. I'm listening. Uh, you didn't quite buy it because you you didn't think it was quite the same body type. But you said Tony I, Hunt. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do, do you remember that? I think I, when you start when you said that, I'm like, I know that I, I know there was a Tony Hunt comparison yeah. to somebody. Yeah. So I took a shot and I was right. So, Tony Hunt was a little taller, I think, wasn't he? Six feet. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And. and but the, 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 the muscularness of, that's not even a word, uh, of both of them. I mean, yeah. are, they are both tough. That was yeah. a very impressive. It wasn't within camera view until they showed the replay. But that two-yard run yeah. uh, for the touchdown, was, that was just, that was typical Noah Kane. He ran through about three guys and kept churning. He can do both that, but he can also jump cut. He can... He can do little moves. I mean, that's that's a value. I think he could be a valuable, valuable guy if they can just keep him healthy. If he can right. keep healthy, uh, he, he can be really, really good. And Tony Hunt was really, really good. He was. He was. I agree with you on Noah. Uh, I, I, th I think his leg drive and his quickness stand out to me. But he also, you know, he, he had you saw the whole skill set there. I mean, he caught all five of his targets. He can run through tackles. He can make people miss. He had a, a, a nice uh, blitz pick on pickup on Clifford's touchdown throw uh, to Jahan Dotson. He can not and only make people miss, but when people get him, he can drag them and, and run yeah. away from him. He did that yeah. twice in big, yeah. big situations. I think he is a, a legit NFL caliber back. I know Tony Hunt played in the NFL for a little bit, but I think uh, I, I just wanted to get your take on him because I'm going to ask you, who is the uh, – Who's the guy on offense you think is going to have a big game Saturday as we get closer to making our pick? Well, because you would think they can get a lead here uh, and they probably want to save Noah Kane. They know what Noah Kane can do. Yeah. And they uh, probably don't want to play him a hell of a lot. Assuming they can get a lead, Kevon Lee, okay. I think, is, is motivated. He he knows he's not the number one guy, but he probably thinks he's the number one guy. Sure. And I, I, the couple of runs where he got caught behind the line of scrimmage and kept about fighting. Six tackles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. shows me this kid's ready to play. Uh, th that was, might've been the most impressive three yard loss I think yeah. I've ever seen. It was, yeah. it was really, so they got, they got, they, they got back stacked like cordwood in this problem, in this program. And, I think that guy looks really motivated to me. So assuming he can yeah. get some get get 15 or 20 carries maybe later mm -hmm. in the game, I would watch out for him.
Yeah. I'm going to go with Parker Washington. I think that, like I said, Mike will is mindful of the need to get the running game going and kind of, you know, possess the ball. But I also think he's going to try and, and do some things early. I do think when Penn state goes quick, it's a problem. It's a problem for other teams when they get in rhythm, because who do you defend? If you can block, if you can pass block for Clifford and give him a good look down the field, who do you want to take away? Is it Dotson? Is it Parker Washington? Keandre, Keandre Lambert Smith did some good things against Wisconsin. They, they still haven't really a touch. A, neither of the tight ends have caught a pass yet. They were targeted, but those guys can be dangerous too, especially Theo Johnson. You mentioned Noah Kane and Lee. When they go quick, they're a problem. I, I think you will see some elements of that because I think that's something that makes them very dangerous. And I think it makes life a lot easier for Sean Clifford I think he just gets the ball out quick too. And instead of like, you know, pulling it down and looking and I think he, I think it actually simplifies things for Sean. So I'm going to say Parker Washington's going to have the big day in the passing game, but it would not surprise me at all if you're right about Kevon Lee, because he is, he is, and he, I'm telling you, he's every bit of 240, but he's so kind of, he's, he's kind of tall. So it doesn't look like he's, he's as big as he is. I'm just using this, as a comparison in terms of size, not ability, but th- Eric Dickerson was a big, big guy, but he, he, he almost <laughs> looked a little lanky out there because he was so tall. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, we, we got one, a couple minutes to do picks. I want to do some picks. Come on. All right. Well, you got to be what's real. Your, what's, your pick, what's your pick on Penn State, Ball State? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 33-17 Penn State. Uh, like I said, I'm looking for Parker Washington, and I'm going to be watching – the offensive line. I just don't have a great read on Ball State, but I do know that those corners can make tough, uh, life, I think, very tough for Hall. So I, I wonder how many points they're going to be able to score on Penn State's defense. All right. So you've got uh, Paul Ball State covering. I do too, because uh, the line's 22 and a half. Yep. I've got it 31 14. Okay. Quickly through the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Illinois, Virginia, at Virginia, what do you make the line? <laughs> I haven't seen Virginia play at all. I uh, I you don't know who know. they are. Yeah, I know who they are. I'm going to say Virginia is a four-point favorite. Oh, 11 and a half. No. Well, I don't know how they've done this year. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I don't know what they have back. I just don't. I'm not, I'm not that Illinois. I'm all right. Well, you know these two. Oregon and Ohio State. That's yeah. Yeah. Our, our old friend Joe Moorhead in the spotlight in this game. Could be uh, interesting. They, have, they yeah. have some really good athletes on that yeah. team. Yeah. I, I, we, the scary thing, Dave, is I, I just feel like we, we only saw the best of Ohio State for 30 minutes uh, on the road. What happens if they look like that for 60? I, I, I just think this has to, if Oregon's going to win, they're going to have to win a shootout because uh, Ohio State's going to score. I'm sure but they could. Ohio, they could. So what's I'm sure Ohio State's about a 15 point favorite. Um, yeah, they are 14 and a half. Yeah. I would, I would say, I would just bet whatever the over is quite honestly. I just think, <laughs> it's 63. Okay. I, I think right. it sails over. It sails that makes, over. That makes sense to me. And I do not try. I still don't trust Ohio state secondary. Right. To me, they didn't look very good against Minnesota. Yeah. And Moorhead will go after them with those. Yeah, he balls. will. Yeah, he will. Oregon, Oregon uh, uh, survived against Fresno state 31, 24. And by the way, I think look Fresno out. State's pretty good. Yeah. I think they're very good. And look out for UCLA in two weeks. They've got a buy. They're going to be uh, getting backpacks, backpats for two weeks, 
yeah. then they go and then they play Fresno State. Watch that game. It's like a 10:30 start in a week and a half. A Chip right. Kelly James Franklin Rose Bowl. Can we dare to dream? <laughs> uh, 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 Rutgers at Syracuse in the uh, unair. No brainer, Dave. It's Shiano. It's a no brainer. It's I'm what? on the Shiano bandwagon. I'm behind you on it. You're driving <laughs> it. But I'm, I'm, the, I'm not going to pick against him. What's the line? Uh, at Syracuse. Yeah, and you Probably. haven't looked at any of these, right? I have not. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Rutgers is three point favorite. They're getting two, so so you're you're up with Rutgers on that, right? Yeah. Here's Shiano, a shitty. I'm brainwashed now. Wait up. I've, I've got you. I've gotten you. You got here, me. Here is a truly hideous game. Uh, Purdue at Connecticut. Who who well, the hell signed this fit, up? So, yeah. What are you doing? What? Why? Why? That, what's that line about forty nine? Like what? Are the, <laughs> how do you make that line? Connecticut is Connecticut. Connecticut's like that that fake school in uh, Columbus. Yeah. Are they? You know, Pick them oh, up. God. Yeah. And and That's the coach just. Edsel just quit. Yeah, I mean they 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 they're, they've already kind of announced they're 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 headed for dissolving D one A football. Purdue uh, is minus thirty four on the road. Find find that up. somewhere between two uh, uh, Division one teams. That's, I'd lay I'd lay the points. Uh, could you find that anywhere between two two Division one teams? I doubt it. I, I yeah. seriously doubt it. All right, give me uh, one more. We got to get out of here. Uh, it's perfect for you. Buffalo at Nebraska. You said Leopold's out of there? Yes. I'm going to say Nebraska's an inflated, like, 12-point favorite, and I would take Buffalo in the points. <laughs> You're not making any friends back in your old uh, stomping ground. Well, there. I'm not from Nebraska, so I can afford to take some shots. Thir- 13 and a half. Okay. This is the last one, I promise, because it's All a right. good game. Iowa at Iowa State. Who's, yeah, Iowa. Line? I mean, Iowa. The they that that surprised me how easily they beat Indiana. I know that Iowa State is good. They? I like the coach. Uh, is it a game at Iowa? At Iowa State at Ames. Yeah, Iowa State's probably a three point favorite. I think I like them to win the game and cover. Iowa. No, Iowa State. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I I disagree with you there. Okay, uh, uh, that's that's all the good games. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's uh let's just see how we do next week. I'm really gonna be watching Shiano because you know wait a minute, one more, one more. This is it. Washington at Michigan. You've got problems. Uh I don't know what to make <laughs> of that Michigan effort last week. Uh they they both they're good with when they can bully somebody, man, they're really that's really what they good. do. Yeah. I don't think I don't know that they're gonna bully Washington. I'm sure Michigan is seven and a half, something like that, more than a touchdown. Correct. There's there's seven, yeah. Yeah, I'll take the points in Washington. Yeah, I think they're going to get Washington's best effort. I don't know if you knew this, but Washington lost to Montana. <laughs> well, it's even better if they beat Michigan out, right? <laughs> I know. It'll be great for the Big Ten. I think it'll All be right. great for them. All right. All right. That's it for this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. We picked about 47 games, and you guys don't really know <laughs> the Penn State pick. Hey, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. He's Dave Jones. I'm Bob Fonis. We'll be at the game on Saturday. And then we'll talk to you a couple times next week. See you, everyone.